What's up, guys? Welcome back. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> a year oh. later. Just about exactly a year later. Which Almost. Is, it's pretty close. We were committed to this, but not committed enough to make it exactly a year. Well, and I was thinking about it, and it's, um, life gets in the way. It's like Jurassic Park, or life always finds a way. Life always finds a way to get your fucking way. Nothing's better than an annual podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yearly podcast. <laughs> Mitch is like, you know what, we're doing this for fun. We don't really, like, right now, or this early on, care about growing an audience super quick, but, uh... He was like, maybe eventually if it all happens, that'll be cool. And then we didn't do it for another year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a way to know. start a brand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, it's a year between our first and second podcast, but uh, we get better. Trust you, me. Yeah. <laughs> you had one with Allie, right? And then... You did two with I Allie. did. You did the one before us and then one after us, right? Yeah, so we did the... Spider-Man... Uh, Far From Home review. And then you right. also did I Watched The Watchmen. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody actually saw that. I saw it. I didn't post it anywhere other than YouTube. No, I saw it. Yeah. I wanted to have somebody on to talk about it, but nobody actually watched that show, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> I, need to, I need to subscribe to that channel. All right. Like, even though I'm a part of it, so that yeah. I can like, get updates for it. Right. Before we continue any further. Yeah. We made chai lattes. There you yeah. go. He's about to say chai tea, which yeah. is tea tea, yeah. which would be funny. And we're about to all take a sip to see if they're good. I like that. That's actually pretty good. I mean, yours has cinnamon in it, Caleb, but this is pretty good. I added some. Well, yeah. I think the recipe has cinnamon in it naturally. He just added yeah. a bit more pure right. cinnamon. I'm a cinnamon guy. Yeah, I can see that. Cinnamon spice makes everything nice. Yeah. Eating your curds and whey. Along mm. came a spider who sat on the cider and yeah. said, Hey, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy? I don't remember. Ah, oh, fuck. I, I stole like, his joke, and I don't even remember his name. I was going to say, I like that you knew what the landing pad was, so you started <laughs> laughing before you said it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that wasn't an Andrew Dice Clay joke, was it? It might have been. I don't remember. Because I know he had, like, the... I can't say it, just in case it's... it's... What's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that one. It's a... Yeah. It's the worst I, one. I was going to say, to be fair about the cussing thing, apparently we just have to make it five minutes, and then on YouTube it's fucking... Well, we didn't make it half that. No, I didn't even... Yep, I well, ruined it. I thought it was just the first minute. Josh has said about yeah. bitch three times, so... That's uh, fine. Well, and it's not even going to be monetized anyway, so... We don't have good. a large enough fan base for that. Yeah, we don't have to worry about it. I think... It's been a while since I've checked. It's been a while since I've checked. As long yeah. as we don't show our penises on this audio podcast, yeah. we won't get taken down. Do we have who's, any who's subscribers? Uh, Other than, like, Allie and your mom. Well, my mom doesn't even know, um... I think it's just you guys, maybe Claire. I think Kendall might have subscribed, but uh, well, it was weird because our the, I know at least the podcast we did talking about E three twenty nineteen. Go yeah. check it out. <laughs> I got like for like a channel that had three subscribers. I wasn't ex- I was expecting honestly because this is it's still a low number in comparison to like a bunch of YouTube channels. But like I was expecting yeah. like maybe five views. Yeah, and one of them was me. Yeah. But I think, like, last time I checked, six months ago, it had, like, 27? Something like that. I think it, it might be close to 50 now. But it's doing pretty good. It's not bad, yeah. For something that's incredibly timely, that was really late, Yeah. <laughs> and then is on a channel with almost no views, it actually ended up doing pretty well. I'm I feel like we also, like, 
a, a lot of the criticisms I see for a lot of podcasts are like, oh, you're just trying to be X group and, you know, and like, I'm glad we started this with like really low fucking budget. Yeah. You know, like we're not trying to be any high production JRE or anything. We're just a bunch of douchebags who think like, we like talking. Yeah. Somebody might want to listen. Somebody. Maybe. Who knows? But if not, it's just a good like personal project. At the very least, we can all yeah. laugh as we insult Mitch. Right. And what I was going to say was... um. We talked about it last time too, but like the uh, the time capsule aspect of it. Yeah, almost, almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I always thought it was funny that um, if I ever buried a, like a time capsule when I was really little, I'd have to wait until I was like fifty to forget what I put in it, because <laughs> I feel like that would be pretty stuck in my mind. But um, with these, it because they're so long and so detailed, I don't really remember what we say. Right, right. So I go back and listen to it, and I'm like. Well, that was a good point. I think we were doing pretty good then. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that way. Yeah. I think we still got to save the... What was the idea we had? Oh, the uh, Star Wars the, debate? The Star Wars debate. That's got to yeah. be like a milestone. That's got to be like 1K subscribers yeah. if, if it something. ever reaches that. Yeah. That's got to be yeah. something. We can't do yeah. that just on a fucking whim because that's going to no. be... Like, I think we generally talk for two and a half hours. That could easily be... I think the last time we had like a truck talk, not the podcast, the actually just talking... I think that conversation went five hours. Yeah. Yeah, and it was fairly uninterrupted, <laughs> yeah. which is the crazy part. It was just like back and forth, constantly going back and forth about that shit. And it's funny going back because me and Allie have been watching Clone Wars because we the final season came out and we, mm. neither one of us had actually watched it all the way through. Right. So we were going back and watching it again, and I was like, "Boy, without the questionable writing and filmmaking, I actually really enjoy the world of the prequels in terms of just like." All of that shit being in one, like seeing everything happen, and even the political stuff, which I thought was kind of boring in the movies, I think is really interesting. You know what? I have a rebuttal to that, but I'm going to save it for the for the podcast dedicated yeah. to it. Mitch just couldn't keep his mouth shut. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, uh, Mitch being the guy who kind of runs this whole shtick, and Josh yeah. and I being the guys who come and spout our bullshit, and we also have like audio. We were experienced in like messing around with audio files and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. Um, I guess if you're new, if if for some reason you are bumbling around on YouTube looking for the least viewed podcast to give it a, a listen, and yeah. you stumble across this, Mitch is going to be the guy you see the most often. Josh and I are probably going to be here a good amount of time uh, during yeah. while this whole quarantine thing's going on. You'll probably see us a lot more. Yeah, but and we'll probably be on most, but it's. We'll have Mitch be the guy who kind of knows what he's talking about, and you get to hear Josh and my un- uneducated opinions on everything. So if we say something that's wrong, uh, don't get mad. Yeah. Because this is kind of just our gut reactions. And the funny thing is, due to the virtue of recording on my phone, I have paper notes. <laughs> I actually typed it out and have it lined Ooh, out. He's got like Times New Roman. Yeah. 12 point font double spaced? Comic no. Sans. Comic Sans. I need to do it in Comic Sans next time. You should. That'd be funny. I should do only things that in... related to Josh and Comic Sans. You should do yeah. it in Wingdings. Just to see if you can remember it. <laughs> yeah, to see what it is. It's like... I know my Undertale references. <laughs> Boy, Undertale. A game that I have thought almost nothing about. Since 2015. Yeah, yeah. It, it really hit like a peak. It had like everyone... Yeah. On it. When did that game come out? I just kind of said 2015 ar- arbitrarily. It was around 2015, 2016. Yeah, maybe. Because I remember it was like 
big Game Grumps thing. He he had like a follow up game that wasn't like Undertale two, but it had Undertale characters oh, or some bullshit like right that. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was called either, but it it had like that didn't get near as much coverage. No. I noticed that. This is going to be a theme in this yeah. podcast. Mitch has notes. We might get halfway through. We might. I, I have... There's a lot of shit I figured we could skip. I, I just essentially had it down in case we got to that point, and I needed to say something to kind of introduce what we were talking about. Right, 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 like, right. I might get to that. Well, now that we're not. eight and a half minutes in, let's, let's officially start what this podcast will be titled, or whatever, yeah. uh, <laughs> rather than just random bullshit. So, capitalizing a bit on the timeliness... Uh, Last of Us 2 comes out July, or June uh, 19th, and a lot of shit has gone on with this game, <laughs> and not all of it is good, because some shit got leaked. Mm-hmm. I actually, so like, kind of on purpose, I guess, one, because I didn't play Last of Us 1, I need to go back and do that, and two, because... I suspected we would talk about it at some point. Yeah. I kind of wanted to have my like initial reactions, like my real reactions. Uh, so, I, do you have like what the leaks were? Yeah. Um, Hold on. Spoiler alert. No, actually, of... I don't have spoilers for it. Huh. I I decided because I only played probably. I got. I got well. You start out in this city. I think Josh beat Last of Us one. I beat it and then started another playthrough. I got out of the city. You're on the road with Joel and Ellie. Oh, you didn't get far as all. No, I didn't. So I I just got kind of probably. If we want to still have the spoiler alert, because Josh could probably connect the dots. Yeah. Well, I wanted to stay away from it as much as possible because the actual leak is interesting. Um, Apparently, the way the story leaked is that. Uh, and this, I got it from a Kotaku article. They said that hackers used an access point from a patch in a previous Naughty Dog game. I think it was, um, it was either Uncharted 3 or it might have been The Last of Us, the, the first one. Um, they used a, uh, an access point through a previous Naughty Dog game to get to an Amazon server that held data on Last of Us 2. I didn't Actually, even know that was possible. Hackers are insane. Yeah, it, it was. They did some kind of reverse engineering because it was on a, it was on this Amazon server, that essentially whenever you retrace the steps on the update, mm-hmm. gave you the password to get into the server. Wow, uh, I wouldn't have yeah. even thought using a game that came out before the other game was really maybe they had ideas, but with, yeah. especially Last of Us, they probably didn't even have any development for two at that point. Because like that, that's not. Would you consider that data mining? I know a lot of like the Mortal Kombat uh, when people were showing the actual code and like guessing yeah, for like, DLC and how like Fusion has been known for a long time in RoboCop. Yeah. I think that was just because they had them in the game, just not in the game. Well, I think especially recently with those Mortal Kombat games, they already have their DLC planned out so far in advance that they kind of just have it coded into the game, so when the patch comes, it doesn't break it. Mm-hmm. I think it used to be, like, I think with 10 it happened, where it was more like, somebody had data mined and found things that were possible. Like, I think Joker was rumored for 10, or X, but that was because they had some information in it already, in case they decided they were going to go ahead and put them in the game, and I don't think they got the licensing for it. But, 
Really? They were... It's weird considering NetherRealm is the Injustice guys. Yeah. Well, I think it was just one of those things where, like, at the time, DC didn't want to have Joker doing x-ray moves <laughs> and slicing Cassie Cage's head off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's Mortal kinda... Kombat X, I'm trying to think of the timeline if that would coincide with Suicide Squad with Jared Leto's Joker. If they just didn't want to have two versions of the Joker running around that, like, simultaneously. Suicide Squad was 16. And when was X? X X would have been 17? Maybe? I don't know. I can make it up. X and 11... I was going to say, with you guys being the ones with your phones, probably going to be the Google machines here. But um, I I know that since 11 came out last year, it wasn't very long in between. X might have come out in 16, but I don't think it was that dope. Um. Yeah. Um... But anyways, uh, essentially how they found out the spoilers and got the um, got the actual story details from the server, mm-hmm. they had an alpha dev playthrough of a bunch of story missions and stuff like that. Right. That ended up, they watched them and then leaked the story details from them. Uh... And it kept, it, it got released and then Sony's lawyers took it down almost immediately, but they did that thing where you... If you if it's something on the internet, it'll just get saved and re-uploaded somewhere. Right. So it just kept snowballing from there. Real quick before we get too far from it, Mortal yeah. Kombat X released in twenty fifteen, Suicide okay. Squad twenty sixteen. Okay. So, so that's very well could have been, especially yeah. because if Joker would have been DLC for that game, he yeah. would have been he would not have been released in like when the game dropped. There's also the Injustice. It came out mid-2015. And Injustice, Injustice 2, 2 aspect of that, too. Right. Where maybe they didn't want multiple Jokers. Yeah, maybe just the crossover was a strange... Because uh, uh, Injustice didn't come out very long after that. No, no, no. So no. I can imagine they probably were like, let's hold off a little bit. <laughs> this is just conjecture. Like I said, yeah. talking out of our ass. Uh, so, sorry. Um, keep going with the story leaks. I didn't actually look up any of the actual story leaks. I did watch the state of play that... It happened a couple of days ago where Neil Druckmann, the uh, director, mm-hmm. played through and had some details on the actual story. And, or it had a... He gave essentially the story summary for like the first three hours of the game. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then showed like 20 minutes of gameplay. Which I watched... I watched a little bit of the, the gameplay part of it. But I kind of wanted to save it for when I play the game. But um, it looks really good. All the UI seems about the same as Last of Us. Right. Um, they're talking about how Ellie is going to be a lot lighter than Joel. And she's going to have more traversal aspects. So she's going to be able to climb up uh, higher things. Like one of the examples was she climbed on an 18-wheeler and kind of ran and jumped over a gap in order to get to the other side over a bridge. Right. Sorry, real quick. Is just probably because I didn't beat Last of Us. Is this a Dishonored Two situation where you can play Emily or Corvo, or, or are you playing Ellie? It looks like, not actually watching any of the story stuff, or any of the story leaks. It looks like you're playing Ellie. Okay. But you might very well play Joel later on the game. Yeah, there might. He's in it. I doubt but... they'll do a, especially, um, with how story driven. The Last of Us is Dishonored Two was story driven, but it was molded around you know whether you, you chose Corvo or Emily, and other than that, other than saying the name Corvo or Emily, 
it would just, you know, be more generic. Like, there they are! Right. Um, well, it might be a... I don't know how much you guys played Spider-Man. Do you guys... You guys beat Spider-Man, right? I uh, platinum Spider-Man. All right, I forgot. I, I forgot don't remember if I beat it or not. Okay, but the Mary Jane missions in Spider-Man. Right. I imagine if you are playing as Joel, it'll be limited time frames like that. Where uh, it's like, for a mission, you're playing as Joel. The Miles. Well, because in yeah. The Last of Us 1, there's a mission you play as Ellie. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't beat the game. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah there's a whole sequence you play as Ellie. Yeah. I imagine it's probably about the same. Or but that, you it's play just that one sequence. Joel. Wait, thinking about that, Last of Us playing as Ellie, was that a thing that was revealed before the game came out? No. I, I thought I remembered watching like an E3 thing of, of the Ellie mission, but I might be wrong. I think it's just yeah. in the trailers, Ellie seems more the protagonist. You had, There's more screen time of her. Right. Joel, yeah. in the original one, Joel only gets like the last scene, and it's revealed that he's still alive. And even then, people yeah. theorize that Ellie's just insane, and she's just seeing him. I don't think that's true. I don't think Last of Us t- lends itself to that kind of game. It would, but it would be interesting if they did the Arkham Knight Joker thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be interesting, but it'd be they would have to do it in an interesting way. Because mm-hmm. yeah. just just having him be there and being a part of her imagination would be dumb. It'd be kind of weird. It'd be know? weird, especially with. Cyberpunk coming out. Yeah, and yeah. And Johnny Silverhand. Is, yeah. He's not, he's in your head, he's not real. Right. Well, he's real, but he's not corporeal, I suppose. Yeah, he's like a uh, augmented overlay. Right. That kind of thing. Like Google Glass kind of shit. Where you see him, but he's, I don't know. I. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I, I know there's a lot of people playing it right now for reviews. And the the review embargo is probably going to be up next week, because we're getting pretty close to the release. Yeah, I'm interested so. to see how people will uh, sort of react to the dynamic change with Ellie and Joel. And the first one, you know, mm-hmm. started off cold, but quickly they grew close. Yeah. And this one is back to borderline hatred. Right. Wait, borderline hatred? Mm-hmm. I can spoil the ending of The Last of Us 1 if you want. Alright, real quick spoilers for like the next minute and a half. Yeah. Probably five minutes, honestly. Uh, yeah, if... I'll probably put a timestamp in there. In okay. case anybody's like, oh, I don't want to listen to The Last of Us spoilers, even though like a million people have played this fucking game. Right. Yeah, and it came out, what, 2014 or whatever? Came out a million 13. years ago. Well, that was a PS3 game. Yeah. That they then remastered for PS4. It came so out like 13. a blue million years ago. Yeah. The ending of the game in The Last of Us 1. Um, Ellie, she gets bit in like the beginning, you know, early yeah. in the game. Yeah. But she can't get infected. She's immune. So, you know the person that le- that gave her to you? The, that, fi- the Firefly? Yeah. yeah. The, but specifically the chick. I've seen that scene where like Joel like says he doesn't. He rescues Ellie from the hospital. Yeah, they yeah. want to like use her brain to create a cure, but and it'll kill her. And it will kill yeah. her. That's and originally Ellie was fine with that. Yeah, or maybe she didn't. I can't remember. Maybe she didn't know exactly what she was getting into. She's, I think she was kind of naive to the whole thing. I yeah, think. and then Joel. Oh no no no! She knew about it and she wanted yeah. to do it. And Joel, and Joel goes through up the whole. Yeah, well, depending on how you yeah. play, uh, maybe yeah. stealths through. Uh, essentially you go in, either sneak, I think you might have to kill a bunch of fly- fireflies, you kill the one girl, I forget her name, uh, who gave you Ellie in the beginning of the game, the firefly leader, I guess, mm-hmm. and, um, 
Joel walks out with Ellie, and at the end of the game, she was like, you know, he essentially told her, I think, because uh, I think she wasn't naive to it. He essentially told her, no, it didn't work. They gave you back. It wouldn't have worked. They gave you back to me. So he lied huh. to her because he was selfish enough to want to save her instead of give her up. And I think in the second game, because she wanted, she was like, if I got to die to save everyone, that's fine by me. And he essentially shoots up the place to save her. Yeah. And so I think in the second game, she knows that. Uh, and she hates him for it. Okay. It's possible. Um, From what I've seen. Yeah. Um, story-wise, the summary essentially was that they had made their way to Wyoming and made to like this safe spot settlement. And they said something or another goes wrong. They didn't really give any details. Um, I'm assuming because some really important shit happens. The, she then goes out to Seattle and try to kind of traverses her way to Seattle. And then the, most of the game happens in Seattle. Um, they said that it's going to be a lot more stealth-based and kind of uh, dodging and evasion-based because she's a lot lighter than a lot of the people yeah. around her. And that's so for me. I played the game by just... I would stealth yeah. for a little bit, and then I would just run and gun. I would... Especially, I used the melee mechanics a lot because it was fun. That's yeah. how I played Dishonored as well. I don't stealth. I'll maybe get, yeah. I'll I'll get drop stealth kills or stealth kills when I can. But for the most part, I'm running around parrying and stabbing fools. That makes yeah. me interested to know about the multiplayer of Last of Us. That was a big. If they have it, I, they, they have haven't it. talked about it. So. Well, just like thinking about like, are you going to like choose a frame of like a Joel playstyle or an Ellie playstyle? I mean, I I asked that, but it would be hard for, like, one, not to become the meta. I put that in quotes, but yeah. one, not to be like that. If you want to be the best at this multiplayer game, right. uh, be Ellie. Yeah. Well, there's there already is that with weapon choices. That's true. Yeah. You know, whenever you add, unless everyone's the same, you know, body type and has the same weapon... If there's any aspect of customization that affects gameplay, especially weapons, there's always going to be an aspect of what's the best weapon to use. Right. So, I think I think they can add it. That'd be interesting to add customizable players aside from just, you know, some appearance stuff. What was that game called? You do like a full body type system uh, like uh, Gotham, Gotham Imposters. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gotham City Imposters. Uh, Brink is what you're talking about. Well, Brink, but I was all, I was talking about Gotham City Imposters. Oh, okay. Imposters. I thought you meant yeah. Brink. Because they had like the really light ones that could yeah. move fast and jump higher. The really burly ones that could take more damage but were slower. That game was awesome. I was so sad when our Xbox, which was old... Uh, something went wrong with its internal like wiring, so yeah. it can't connect to Wi-Fi. I don't even know if Xbox 360 servers are still up, but if they are, yeah. ours can't connect to it. Yeah. So uh, I could not play that game anymore, but I yeah. loved that game. I, I don't remember if I was... One of the few multiplayer games the, I've ever gotten good at. Yeah, I think the servers are actually down on that, if I remember yeah. correctly, because um, it came up in my brain a couple of weeks ago and I was like what the fuck ever happened to that game because <laughs> I never ended up playing it because I didn't have an Xbox at the time so I'd always see the commercials and I'd be like what the fuck is this like that doesn't 
you're playing as imposter jokers and imposter Batman. Yeah, it's like Joker Gang and people who like Batman. Yeah, I always thought that was strange. And the Joker Gang customization I liked better than the Batman Gang. The Batman Gang customization I liked better than the Joker Gang. So you can see where... Yeah, I I think I know which teams you guys are on. (laughs) Maybe. Just a little bit. Maybe. It was it was a good game. Brink was a good game too. Brink got Brink was okay. Fucked in re- I enjoyed I playing Brink. I gotta be honest, I don't even know what Brink is. I, I have you choose there's three different body types, the super light one, mm-hmm. the middle ground, and the super heavy one. You can choose like the classes. I don't know that they did much. No. You can had a bunch of weapon choices that you could do. Uh a big selling point for the game was it you could unlock like customizable outfits and stuff and like a couple of you were playing as either like rebels or cops i don't remember if they were called rebels but rebels and cops yeah one of the big rebel outfits that you had to play the game a lot to unlock um was in one of the trailers and he had like this hoodie with the bandana that was all stitched up and one of the recognizable cops or at least one of the ones i remembered he like had this full body mask i think he actually fought in the trailer the do with the hoodie he had like this full body armor with this mask with the with circular yellow eyes but you could change okay. the eye color yeah um parkour was a big parkour part of the game. was a big part of the game but not like in-depth parkour like just jumping grabbing ledges yeah you could there like, wasn't like wall could, running or anything you could, yeah. there was wall running. oh yeah there was gonna say titanfall kind of shit yeah but not as good except you weren't yeah. like you weren't like because uh, it's a very old game yeah you yeah. also weren't like jetting across like titanfall like your wall yeah. runs didn't give you like an extra 20 meters worth of ground they gave you a little bit yeah just enough to get out of the way a bit it was enough to where like the class system of having the light less health faster better at parkour was not like the parkour is so good you should choose that one like you could pick the heavy guy so you could damage soak and still go on a tear right yeah that makes sense but you wouldn't have access to like all areas because there were just some parts that the heavy guy wouldn't be able to parkour up to. I yeah. may be wrong about this, so don't quote me, but something tells me there were, I think, certain perks for each body type. And even if that's not true, I know like the light guys couldn't use LMGs. Yeah. No, I think there were perks. I don't know. I don't know if it was based on body type. But there were definitely perks. no. I know there were perks. I, I some of them might have been based on body type, but I know there were weapons that were locked depending yeah. on. Brink what was body really type enjoyable. Like for the first, you know, first time you played it, it's just a game that got old quick. Yeah. Not necessarily. I wouldn't say quick. You know, like if a sing a a, sh- a single player game with a short story would get old yeah. quicker. Yeah. Um, because Brink the 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 campaign was just multiplayer with bots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate those Well, places. and I also think its map selection was not huge. Yeah. yeah. Like, when I think about it, I can remember two maps. And when yeah. I think about Gotham City Imposters, I can remember, like, five. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like the early days of the hero shooter where it's... They didn't quite have the formula down yet because everybody was like, oh, man, Team Fortress is really good. Uh, let's do something like that. And then it didn't... None of those games really had the legs... I think that until, like, Siege and Overwatch and all those games came out where you're like, oh, this thing is not only something that we can keep around for a while, but it also has a lot of public interest. Yeah, that Team Fortress than... had, and I bet it's still being played a lot, but I don't yeah. think it's near the height it once was. Yeah, It had a lot of, it never added 
a new hero. It just had the base nine, but still it had so much popularity. I think because it was quirkier. Like Overwatch and Siege, they're less quirky, so they add yeah. a bunch of characters. Well, and I think a lot of the uh, Team Fortress cinematics actually added that a lot as well. Like yeah, the cinematic yeah. memes. The Bring, cinema- the Bring cinematic is what made me and Caleb buy it when we did. The, the cinematic is incredible. Yeah. The game is alright. It's a shame the game doesn't really play like that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, that's in that school of like 360 and PS3. Well, super good cinematics, and then you're like, oh, I wish the game played that way. Yeah. But even like thinking back about like Brink and even Gotham City Imposters to a degree, like I think they remastered Brink for PS4 now or Xbox mm-hmm. One. Um, I think it was an Xbox exclusive. I don't think it would get pick up that much traction. Yeah. But if I was on PS4 and I saw Gotham City Imposters got remastered, I'd yeah. pick that shit up so fast. But. I think like the something that could have added to those games if they wanted to be longer was you were talking about like Siege and Overwatch. I mean, they're just constantly adding. Yeah. Espe- like Overwatch to a degree. Overwatch Yeah. I feel like it's kind of get dying down a little bit because yeah. of Overwatch 2. Yeah. I think the seasonal events actually add to that. Right. Where it's not always adding something, but it's always something new yeah. that you weren't At least playing skins, a week ago. If not characters. Right. I think the skins are always good and too. Siege is just like always adding maps or reworking maps, adding new operators. Like those games, as much as I don't like the this term, but like you could almost classify them as live service games. Yeah, I can see that. In the in the way that even though I feel like those games like a lot of live service games are freaking broken on release, I think those games run well. I enjoy playing both of them, but like yeah. they're at, Overwatch is adding new heroes every now and then and they're adding a ton of lore and they're adding events and skins and yeah. even if you like the Halloween event, it's an annual thing. They always add new skins. Yeah. So it's not just like you look at what's already in the game for the Halloween event. You still have things to look forward to. Right. And Siege with adding new operators, uh, reworking maps. Like my favorite map is actually being reworked in the one that's coming out. Uh, it's on the test servers. It's generally on the test servers for like two weeks. But um, yeah. Uh, Steel Wind, opera, in case anybody wants to know when this was operation steel wind is coming out and my favorite map house is being re- i'm also a casual yeah ranked players don't like house i was gonna say you guys are you and our friend dan are way more into season i've ever even started to yeah. look at <laughs> it's been a while since i played it uh the boys kind of just play overwatch and monster hunter now yeah and i've gone back to siege every now and then but most of the time when i play it's because i want to play with my friends so I'm actually sad that I don't have as much free time as I used to, like when we used to play Overwatch, because I, I got Monster Hunter and started to play it on my own a couple of months ago, just in my free time. And then I looked at one day, and you guys were talking about playing Monster Hunter, and I was at work, and I was like, motherfucker, if I had just had a little bit better timing, that'd been more fun. Because I, I genuinely enjoyed Monster Hunter, and then when they started to be like, all right, you got to be online with the team, I was like, no, <laughs> not happening. You can solo it. It's yeah. a little tougher, but... Yeah. I got pretty far just playing offline by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I can do some missions. It's just... Playing online, I think, would be the more fun way. Oh, yeah. I stopped playing I can't play that game by my... I'm I'm at the point where, like, if I wanted to do it by... And honestly, the game, as far as the friend group, is kind of slowing down because we're kind of reaching end-tier stuff. Yeah. But, like, I'm at the point where, like, Honestly, I have more fun playing with friends, but honestly, if I wanted to progress 
I need to sit down for like three hours and grind out the end game stuff. Right. And I just can't bring myself to do it. Right. Um, I actually had something else about the leaks. Oh, thing. okay, okay. It's not necessarily about The Last of Us, but it was more of a history of important leaks that have happened in video games. Oh, okay. I was like, I was just got curious, because I remember some leaks, I remember some things being a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of wanted to go, and I think it was an IGN article about the biggest leaks that's ever happened in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have a list here um, of the biggest leaks that's ever happened in video game history. Um, one of the first ones is... Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey gets leaked by a keychain. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I'm sure they had a good time with that. Um, uh, Pokemon Let's Go, uh, the Pikachu and Eevee games, where it was just kind of a super light Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Somebody leaked those on April Fool's just to kind of have the I didn't actually mean it thing. Oh. And they were like, uh, yeah, so to skirt around this, I'll put it out on April Fool's just pretending like it didn't ever happen. <laughs> Uh, and then I think like two weeks later it was real. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because if it got taken down, everyone would know that Pokemon was like, he leaked it! Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's the, the one I remember the most is the Walmart Canada leaks. Um, so, NBA 2K19, The Division 2, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 4, Lego DC, and Rage 2, the one I remember the most, all got leaked, I think... From Walmart in Canada? I think it was like uh, two or three weeks before E3. And it's mostly because for E3, the classic thing was everybody had to coalesce and had a timeline. So like Walmart would get all the data early. So whenever it'd be like, hey, we're going to pre-order all these games on fucking the night of, Walmart would get the early copies and information. Right. So they accidentally put it up too early and all those games got leaked and announced on Walmart Canada instead. That's awesome. And the thing that I enjoyed about the Rage 2 leak is that whenever Bethesda revealed it at their E3 press conference, they they were like, Rage 2, thanks Walmart. Uh. <laughs> and they just had like a full, like, everybody clap for our boom on Walmart Canada. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck you, yeah, woo. That's funny. It was pretty good. Um, Smash 4 got released uh, from the ESRB ratings. They had... Um, like Dark Pit and uh, Duck Hunt Dog and things like that. The newer characters got released because it went through the ratings board and I think somebody had found the um, the details on it mm. and it had all the different new characters and stuff like that. Is that why uh, the announcer, when you pick Duck Hunt Dog, he goes, Duck Hunt! <laughs> I, I'm fairly certain that's exactly why. Duck Hunt. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is like, boy, that doesn't sound like Duck Hunt. Well, because it's always that. You really gotta emphasize that H. Yeah. Duck hunt. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just put like a duck hunt. <laughs> you pick the character, it just says dog. That would be good. <laughs> that would be Super Nintendo. Dog and bird. <laughs> Not Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, that's no. later. That's Baron Bird. <laughs> um, actually, that's Baron Bird. Okay. I don't even know what he's referencing. I just know he said it. Banjo Kazooie is a bear, not a oh. dog. Oh, it's thought... not a reference. No, I see. I it's heard biology. Bear. No, I heard Baron, like Red Baron, like oh, the no. like the, the pilot. I was like, what the fuck? Villains are you talking like Uber Three. 
That's a reference. Like yeah. this video if you got gotten... <laughs> <laughs> Only 2000s Like and subscribe. Be- become that guy. Yeah. Like this video if you got that sick reference. Yeah. And then, I think the one that I remember the best as it was happening was um, Fallout 4 script leaks. Mm. Oh. Because they started leaking script details in 2013. And it was being speculated. It, it wasn't a whole lot of story details. It was just more like where it was going to happen. I mean, that was before, that was a good bit before the game, right? Or am I just rem- yeah. not remembering when Fallout 4 came no, out? No, 4 was in 15. Oh, two years. Yeah, it was so two years that. worth of leaks because of... Um, you all played that a lot, right? I did not. I played the fuck out of that game. I beat it three different times. <laughs> <laughs> you have more hours in it than I did, but I had like... Once is 90. Brotherhood. Once is Railroad. Once is Institution. Institution one, ironically, was my Melee playthrough. Really? Yeah. Boy, did you do that first? No. <laughs> uh, well. I did... Uh, Brotherhood, Railroad, Institution. I, I think played, in the order he I just I, I played a character literally meant to just be like the Silver Shroud. So yeah. I upgraded the armor. Uh, I got the Spray and Prey, which was an explosive submachine gun. Right. And yeah, just wrecked fools and... I was in brother. I never did power armor because I was in Brotherhood, mm-hmm. but I was the Silver Shroud, so I was just wearing you know this trench coat. I always thought the power armor were cool looking, but you could definitely build around not having it. Yeah, you know, I did, issue, it, I did it three times. Yeah, my issue with thought <laughs> is I I don't in my favorite things to play through are like the really weird builds. Yeah, so it take a long time for me to get a payoff. Like I think. One of the, I think this might have been the second character I tried to kickstart. Uh, I was just, I was punching. Not even like melee. Yeah. Literally just like punching fools. Yeah. And that was going to take forever. And eventually I, that was, I think that might have been around the time we started playing like Overwatch uh, with the whole group on PS4. So I yeah. stopped playing Fallout. Yeah. I don't blame you because those punch builds suck. Constantly. The one I, I found one because I'm not good at making builds. I I found one, but uh, looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Looked like you would be able to take out some fools. Fallout in the yeah. beginning, you have to just use whatever you have. It's not like yeah. oh, I put all my points in pistols. Let me only use pistols because then you're right. gonna run out of ammo and right. then you're gonna be useless. Which the first time I ever tried to play through it, I made that mistake and like yeah. couldn't kill Kellogg. Yeah. So I then restarted and. Uh, I think Kellogg is where you can actually branch after that. Yeah. <laughs> I think but, that's where Especially you can. high level, like maybe level 20 and up, is yeah. when, uh, especially if you put points in looter to find more ammo, you can just use whatever you want. Yeah. I know um, I did a hand cannon gunslinger build mm. a lot. Like, um, I would use Kellogg's uh, pistol just because I thought it was like the best pistol in the game. And then I had you to. Because it, it looked cool. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was cool, and it did a lot of damage if you got headshots. Um, but then, I think for the sidearm, I had the Deliverer, which is a really good pistol. It was like a 10 millimeter pistol, which is the easiest ammo to find in that game. Right. But what, what happened was, most of the other 10 millimeter pistols, when you go into VATS, you can only put like three or four shots into it. With the Deliverer, you could do like 15. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you put 15 shots, and that's not... The, and just... Bam, 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 and you're done. And it had a silencer on it, so you could be really quiet and stealthy with it. And... Speaking of Last of Us 2 leaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the the whole, yeah, we just kind of fuck around and talk about whatever yeah. we want. No, but what I was going to say is Mitch had uh, sort of talked that we might be talking about Last of Us 2. 
And one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I know Neil Druckmann. I don't think he was like you know depressed or anything, but he definitely seemed sad yeah. that it got leaked, especially with fans' reactions. A lot of people were angry. People were like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." Yeah. And so, do you think I wanted to talk about like everyone loves leaks? You know, as soon as a leak goes, everyone's on it. Unless you like have that mentality. Well, not everyone. I shouldn't generalize, but unless yeah. you have like the no, no spoiler mentality, you know, people are gonna you know flock to it and then talk about it so i was gonna but sometimes that sort of compromises you know the artists the developers Mm -hmm. by artists i don't mean like the drawers you know maybe that they're involved but i meant the people behind the game it can like really you know fuck with them like just this is not a leak Mm -hmm. but what if they you know go to change something now and with like the fast paced timing, yeah. like it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Sonic the yeah. Hedgehog. That wasn't yeah. a leak, but everyone was like, "This looks horrid." This looks fucking terrible. And then they lost their integrity and changed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if I if I necessarily would want that. You know what I mean? Like, like at what point when does the artist creative liberty? Like, when the, if a mob mentality can force that change, I feel like the game is just meant more to please fans to make money more than, like, the story they actually wanted to tell. Mob mentality is everything in this day and age. The feud between, like, H3H3 and Keemstar, both of them have lost Lost sponsors just because each of their fan base went and swarmed the sponsor of the other. Well, and the worst part is that it didn't stop with them. No, a lot of people... Uh, like there have been streamers that pe- there's like a not Reddit 4chan like group that <laughs> no literally what yeah. they do is that they all get in the group and they're like all right fuck this person and they swarm as sponsors and get them canceled yeah. like now that people have realized that that works they're using it as a weapon and it's an effective yeah. weapon but it's a scary weapon well yeah. 4chan's a whole fucking that's a whole conversation oh, this podcast yeah. just got canceled yeah I know <laughs> Um, Isn't a rule? You're not supposed to insult 4chan? I wonder it's if... like 2010 internet memes. I wonder if they have a views uh, limit <laughs> to fuck with somebody. If we have to have a thousand views or more on this video to be like, oh yeah, fuck 4chan, and then 4chan's gonna come fuck with us. Yeah, but, yeah, but they'll still see it. Yeah. We're gonna get a comment that says, you don't even have a hundred views, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they'll, they'll fucking swarm us, and then... Actually, it'd be probably pretty beneficial... Because then it would be like, oh, we get all these fucking 4chan views. And then the comments are just, fuck every single thing about you. The dislike bar is like a Darth Vader lightsaber. Yeah. Um, that was well, so nerdy. <laughs> fuck. The uh, dislike bar is like a Darth Vader <laughs> I wonder, uh, something, probably because I haven't watched our first podcast in like yeah. nine months. Yeah. Is, uh, Watched it yesterday. I'm just kidding. Is uh, I want like I don't remember if Josh and my voices sound that different because we're twins. They yeah. sound pretty different. To me, you guys haven't your voices haven't changed that much, but yeah, like if you're listening to yourself talk, I know when I listen to myself talk, I sound way deeper than I do on recording. You know. Really. Yeah. I don't even know why that is. Kendall says that he has the same problem, but uh, do you never understand why we uh? Like, whenever we would make fun of you, we go, ah, fuck. No, I get that. It's such a high-pitched tone. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fuck. Yeah, when I get upset, I get really high-pitched for no reason. Fuck me. 
Fucking shit. Yeah. Um, but on the leaks thing, I think it depends on how much is getting leaked. Like, if it's, if it's a Fallout 4 thing where it's like, the biggest leak was it's in Boston, like the setting or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really harms anybody. <laughs> right. I think that's just a, oh, it's nice to know where the fuck we're going to be playing Fallout next. But when it's a full fucking story, like mm-hmm. with Last of Us 2, I think and that's it, when it starts to get better. Most back. importantly, that doesn't get all that great reception. Yeah. Right. There well, are people that have made the decision on not playing that game just because they watched the, the leaks for it. Because, yeah. like, I, on a personal note, if I'm interested in playing The Last of Us 2, I'll probably go back and beat The Last of Us 1. Um... But, like, I don't want the story that the fucking fans want. I want the st- I want to play the story that Neil Druckmann and, like, all the writers and everybody wanted to tell. Yeah. Because, like, if, if they could change the whole story because it got such bad reception, just make it a money scheme. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I respect Naughty Dog way more than that, and I, re- I, I enjoy Neil Druckmann. Yeah. I think he seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah. But, and so I don't think... I don't think he would want to change the story for money, but the issue yeah. is when you're working in AAA games, is the corporation going to want to... Is there a yeah. release date for Last of Us 2? Yeah, yeah, he said like June, June 19th. 19. So, yeah, like I don't away. think... I think... I don't think it they're going to change back anything. If, they're gonna change if it, it gets pushed yeah. back, then I'm worried. Yeah. Well, it's it's been pushed back so far anyways. Well, is that because of COVID? Yeah, it was. Uh, not originally. I think it was supposed to come out like... January 2nd. No, it was like October, November last year. Oof. Oh. Yeah, it got pushed back real hard, and then COVID happened, and then it got indefinitely pushed back, and they just announced the release date along with the leaks. Like, taking down all the leaks, they were like, oh yeah, last one's coming out on June 19th, everybody don't look at the leaks. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of... Get excited. Get hyped. Yeah. I wonder if... Everybody get excited. COVID is pushing back everybody's hype game for 2020, Cyberpunk. Because that got pushed back originally. It was supposed to be out April? No, it was supposed to be... I think it was supposed to be out... I think originally it was April, and then it got pushed back to September. Yeah. They, I from what I've heard, I don't remember exactly what, what was said, but it doesn't seem like it's been pushed back at all. There's a danger in pushing something back. Because you can only build so much yeah. hype for it. Yeah, you can lose the hype train. It's just like Half-Life yeah. 3. Mm-hmm. Val's never going to do that. Right. Ten mm-hmm. fucking you 12 years of hype. I was going to say, essentially you have to bring it back around the way they did with Last Guardian. Where it's like, it becomes memed, and then everybody starts to be like, hey, it's never going to actually happen. And then when they actually announced it again in 2016 E3, it was like, oh shit, that's actually happening. Let's get yeah. hype. It's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> doing a joke for so long it becomes funny again. Yeah, it's like the, the bit in a comedy uh, stand-up where you save the 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 big bit. It's your final joke again and then you, that's the ending mm-hmm. yeah it's like you do it twice and then wait a little bit and then it's the ending cap and then right. i fuck my mother thank yeah. you everyone good night yeah exactly <laughs> that one put a bad taste in my mouth oh sweet Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i my thing is i the leaks were alpha footage mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know how old they actually were Having not actually watched any of it, I don't know any of the story leaks myself, and I don't know what to look for when the game comes out. Ellie just looks like a box. Yeah, I, that's what it's... I mean, the textures probably were pretty bad, since it's alpha footage. Yeah. But, you know. 
yeah, the big thing was for me was just reading through. I was, you know, saw Neil Druckmann's Twitter. And I was just reading because when you looked it up, obviously his Twitter comes up since he's the head honcho. And I was just like sad for him reading through like some of the tweets. He he, he didn't like dwell on it for too long. I think yeah. it was just his initial tweets, but it was definitely like, you know, with all like the bad reception and just, you know, the the integrity breach of a leak. Right. It was, you know, he definitely seemed a bit upset about it. Yeah, I definitely see that. And then it was just, you know, a few days later going back to sort of hyping it up again. But, like, yeah. I couldn't see somebody being a diehard fan of The Last of Us and, like, actually wanting to see the leaks and getting super pissed off about it. Like, it feels yeah. like like a t- like the toxic parts of a fan base. Like, what, how, like, Star Wars has the worst fan base. Yeah, well, it's always the most... Uh, this, this is true for, like, politics, for games... There is a there is a vocal minority, you know, and people are upset, yeah. and also just you know as when YouTubers talk about how the mean comments affect them, those comments are more prevalent. Yeah, you know, it's like when a mean comment stings and it stings for a while. Yeah, but it, a it's compliment. It's what you see. Yeah, like registers. If you were talking yeah. to someone and they insulted you, that would especially if it hit home, that would sting and hurt for a while. But if that same person complimented you, be like, oh thank you. Yeah, oh, sorry. You'd say okay, thanks. And then yeah. it's done. Right. That that actually makes us, makes me think of something. Um, I think the actual opposite version of that reaction... Everybody just interrupts. Now the Star Wars thing doesn't make sense, but keep going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, um, the, uh, I was going to say the inverse reaction, I think, is always what interests me a lot. Because I remember Cory Balrog, the director of the God of War remake. Mm-hmm. He, His last name's Balrog? He's... Uh, God, where the fuck? I think he's like he's from Norway or something like that. He's Scandinavian. I don't remember where he's from, but um, he made a video whenever all of the reviews came out for God mm-hmm. of War, and that game kept getting tense and stuff like that. And he was he made a video of all of his genuine first reactions to seeing all the comments and everything like that. And you see him the first review he reads, he just starts like weeping because he's like everybody loves this thing I made. I'm so used to everybody just being so negative recently that, holy shit, this game got 10s from everybody? And then he sees a comment, just 1 out of 10, fuck your yeah. game, and he starts crying. Right. No. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely the, I mean, I guess the vocal minority that I feel like that, or the vo- yeah, the vocal minority. Vocal minority. Yeah. That puts a weird spin on it, because if you don't, like, think about that wording... You kind of think like, but if they're the minority, but it's like, yeah. but if they're the only ones talking. Right. I mean, and even the people who like are talking, it's easy to get drowned out mm-hmm. in that shit storm of hate. Like when I was talking about the Star Wars thing earlier, like after every of the new trilogy, after every movie, people would put their, I mean, people were shitting on The Force Awakens, but then they were also putting fan theories out there, and then the next movie came out, and it didn't have anything to do with the fan theories, and people were upset about that, and it's just like, if you're a fan of it, like, enjoy it. Don't go in there hoping something happens, because, like, you're not in the writer's room, man. Yeah. They're gonna t- if if you were in their position, it would be different. Yeah. It, you could make it what you want it to be, but then you wouldn't be able to enjoy it as a fan. You yeah. know, like I feel like getting so invested in headcanon can like ruin 
can ruin moments for people, yeah. can ruin series, can ruin games for people because this is what they want to happen, but you're not them and they're not you. Yeah. They're going to tell the story they want to tell, and if it's not what you wanted, don't yeah. be a bitch about it. Well, I remember we used to theorize after Force Awakens what 8 was going to be, because we didn't know what it was called at the time. And I was like, man, all that stuff sounds really cool. And then I went and watched Flash Jedi, and I was like, well, that isn't at all what I expected, but goddamn if I didn't enjoy the shit out of it. Because, like... I understand it didn't have any of the lore things that everybody wanted it to have, but it still made plenty of sense to me. Yeah. And even if it wasn't exactly, it, it's not the perfect movie, right. you know. But I still enjoyed a lot of well, it. And like the, it's a good, it's a good. I thought movie. the actress for like Rose was that the character's name? Yeah. It got like harassed. Yeah. Like that's just because, bullshit. Yeah, because because yeah. you didn't like her character, you're gonna harass her. Yeah, she got cut out of. Uh, she like deleted Twitter. Well, she got cut out of Rise of Skywalker pretty hard. Like, yeah. Apparently, she was supposed to have like a lot bigger role, and then they had her say like three lines, and she was done. And like, that's just like the the worst part about that when you like shit on actors because you don't like their performance. Most of that is not their fault. Yeah. Like, if you see parallels, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But you'd have to watch multiple movies. But like, most of the time, the way a character is portrayed is the director telling the actor to portray it like that. Yeah, it's just usually poor writing and poor directing. Yeah. More, oh, more than poor acting. Yeah. People, or, like, Star Wars movies aren't really known for their great acting. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the prequels went for that feel. The new trilogy went for that feel of, like, not this next-gen version of what you loved in the 70s. Yeah. But, like... The the style and, like, the way they talked and and gave their lines was, like, supposed to pay homage to that. And I feel like when you're watching Avengers Endgame and, like, you have all these actors trying to push the mold, some people might... That might have been lost on them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's hard to make Nerf Herder sound cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like cheesy kind of sounding things like that out of context. That'd be a good it's title. Sound... It's hard to make Nerf Herder sound, sound cool. cool. That is pretty that'd good. Be pretty, that'd be pretty good title. Um, what I was going to say is I think some of the writing, while not all great, I thought, you know, Killing Snoke with like no huge battle, I thought that was a ballsy move. And I, you know, I was like, you know, oh man, we don't get to learn more about him. But at the same time, I it, it was... It was a moment when he just kills Snoke, and you're like, whoa! Yeah. They just did that? Well, and I think... I think Rise of Skywalker actually kind of adds to that a bit. Where it's like, Snoke wasn't actually a big character. It was a puppet. You know? And that's... Somebody was saying that... Uh, I don't remember what I was look, looking at at the time. Somebody was saying, if you look at the entire nine, episode, nine episodes as, like, Palpatine's, like, puppet strings, and he's the ultimate bad guy the entire time... It's like all of that, even seven, eight, nine, make way more sense. Right. You know, in the context of the larger picture. Right. All of them, Phantom Menace, like he's kind of puppet playing and all that kind of stuff. And you get into the original trilogies, and then he's a front street bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then seven, eight, nine, he's puppet strings again until nine when he's final battle, big guy. Everybody has yeah. to team up and get him down, you know? I f- that might have been, like, looking back, and even then, I'm not going to say I called Palpatine. Even then, yeah. like, looking back at Force Awakens this many years later, like, 
if you think about it in that context, it, it does, I would say, enhance even that movie. But I feel like the fact that new Star Wars movie coming out and then for The Force Awakens, like the main cast, like obviously Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, they like reprise their roles and yeah. even Lando shows up. Yeah. Um, Spoiler. <laughs> but like, especially for that first movie, it wasn't really about them. And yeah. even the rest of the movies aren't really about them. I'd say in eight and nine, yeah. those characters play way more prevalent roles. But that yeah. first movie, I, I guess people saw the new characters and were wanting a new story from scratch when after all three movies come out and you look at the series as a whole as nine movies, I feel like Palpatine being the ultimate bad guy. It makes... It's a good story. Well, then I'm I, a Star Wars fan, man. Yeah, I am too. Because I was going to say, um, if you look at like one, four, and seven, they're all movies to introduce new characters. Yeah. But they're all going to fit in together at some point or another and then towards the end they all pretty much come together. Yeah. Um, I think the grouping of all that, if you look at it as different arcs that all will lead to like the main arc, mm-hmm. it's like in an anime way, even though anime has problems with things like that. It, it's not always done well, but um, having all the characters introduced and then coalesce into the final battle to take out the biggest bad the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. While they don't do it perfectly, because it was clearly written out over 40 years, it didn't. It wasn't always planned to be that way, but it actually ends up wrapping up fairly well in the end. Cause yeah. it just they ended up tying the strings together enough to make sense to, for it to all work that way. You kind of see why Disney had to nix the what's it called now extended universe. Yeah, where like George <laughs> Lucas just didn't give a fuck, and he was like, "All of it's canon." Yeah, and now Disney's like, "No, no, 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 no. We can't have people like Darth Bane running around that powerful in canon and Palpatine." Well, Luke Skywalker, especially in the extended universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a race of creatures that were so force sensitive. Mace Windu fought them at one point, and he could yeah. barely affect them. He was mostly just lightsabering them down. Yeah, and they had like hides, so that was hard too. Mm-hmm. And Luke was throwing them around like puppets. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful he was. Yeah. If the Force Unleashed games were ever canon, Starkiller is just a god amongst men. Right, yeah. That was never canon, but... Yeah. He, you know... Sam Witwer, he's in his prime, man. Make I, the movie. Yeah, yeah, dude. Make the movie. Yeah, need, yeah Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer, good actor. He's the voice and the model for Starkiller. Yeah. Good yeah. looking man. Yeah. yeah make he the would movie. Be, yeah, he would be perfect. If they made Starkiller canon, I would cream my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Force Unleashed the movie that would be actually really fun to go see yeah I'm also just a Sam Witwer fan ever since Force Unleashed yeah yeah that that would be good real fans know him from the mist <laughs> 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 oh god sorry guys uh, there was a bit of a we're testing a new sort of uh, uh, recording software yeah, it's an app I found. Yeah, we're testing a new recording app instead of just using Mitch's uh, phone, like the innate recorder on his phone. Yeah. Uh, so apparently it cuts out after an hour, so there was a bit of a cut, but I think we've got it all fixed now. I got some problems with Baldur's Gate 3. Now, I love it, and it's being made by Larian Studios, the guy behind the Div- uh, the guys behind the Divinity Original Sin games is what I know them from best. Maybe they've done some other stuff that I would recognize if I heard it, but I've only, you know, seen their logo from playing the Divinity games. 
And my beef comes from, it doesn't seem like they're innovating much beyond the Divinity games. They're changing it. So in the, in the, in the first two Baldur's Gate games, which were made a long time ago, uh, they use, both of them use second edition D&D rules. So that, if that gives you a hint about how long ago they were made, maybe the second one, no, yeah. Um, but like later second edition, because Sorcerer is a class, which wasn't in like original AD&D second edition. Yeah. But the second edition rules nonetheless. Um, and in those games, you would sort of build a party. You could either just create them all, but one character would be your main character. Or uh, the more fun thing to do is, you know, you create your one main character and then you go around recruiting the NPCs. You build your party. And in those games, um, it wasn't like... You you would have to, like, manage everyone's actions, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to, like, click on Minsk. Tell him, you know, uh, he's a ranger, so he gets spells at a certain level, but generally he's just hitting stuff. Be like, all right, yeah. you attack you. Yeah. But it's not like the game paused. You could hit spacebar and pause the game. So you manually had to pause it, tell your guys what to do. Okay. When generally attacking, you'll land to tell them once, but if they got hurt, you needed them to run. Yeah. For wizards and stuff to get them to cast spells, you would essentially be pausing every time they finished a spell. Right. Baldur's Gate 2 takes, and I'm fine with, sorry, Baldur's Gate 3, my apologies, it uses the Divinity style where it's, okay. Like turn-based? Yeah, turn-based, like D&D 5th edition is, so I'm fine with that. I like how the games run. Right. Um, I enjoy playing the games, I'm fine with that style of combat, I think it's, you know, more true to how uh, this, how 5th edition works, where you roll for initiative, and 2nd edition depending on what weapon you used or what spell you cast, everything had a speed. So like a dagger had a super low speed. So we would all roll, as a group, roll a D10 and use that roll. So one person would roll it. Let's say it was a one. As a dagger, especially when they get like bonuses, you could theoretically go on one. Mm-hmm. But with like a great sword, you would be going on like, you know, seven or eight. Maybe yeah. six if it had a really good, like, you know, if it was like a plus three grade sword or something. Right. So, I think it, and so that's why that game does it that way. You pause, you tell your guys what to do, because it doesn't, that, that style of initiative is hard to translate into a video game. Right. So I'm fine with them taking the turn-based, um, and it still looks fun. I think some of the pre-generated characters look a bit dull. Okay. Um, I'm not, I think if I play the game, I would just make my own because none of the ones really interest me. Um, plus you can just recruit them anyway if you want their story. So it makes the game last longer in that way because you can just recruit people. Right. I have a question because I haven't followed much of Baldur's Gate Mm -hmm. uh, since E3 last year. So... Is it still... Are they using 5th edition or is it 2nd edition still? No, they're definitely using 5th edition. Okay. Maybe... Maybe... I... Obviously, not much has been revealed. Yeah. Um, so I assume they're using the basics and turning that into a video game format. Right. Um, you know, however they're going to use damage. Kind of like how Neverwinter was. Yeah. As an MMO. Like, Neverwinter was an MMO based off of, I think, 5th edition. But, um... Obviously, it was an MMO. It wasn't turn-based. I don't think Wizards had spell slots. Their spells had cooldowns because it's right. an MMO. So I, if I had to guess, and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, they're taking like the image or like how D and D Fifth Edition looks. But whereas like Baldur's Gate Two is is pre- it only changes like 
mechanics like initiative. combat yeah. and initiative and stuff because that would be incredibly I think, hard. I think, I think for combat, game. there's yeah. even like a background dice, an invisible dice roller that determines whether or not you hit. You don't hit with every attack. Ah. Oh, okay. So like, <laughs> I, if I had to guess, it's going to take that like image and like the look of D&D 5th edition, but change it to game mechanics. Dude, if wizards don't have spell slots, I'm going to be pissed. If it's just cooldowns, yeah. if they pretty much just take Divinity and wrap it up in a D&D, uh, D&D. if it's Divinity 2 Original Sin D&D DLC. Yeah, I would be mad. And what makes <laughs> me worried about that is that, and granted, it's just Alpha, but a lot yeah. of the images you see for like um, your ta- your your task taskbar, I think is what it's called, yeah. where like you could like click abilities, you know, where usually you can press like one, two, three, four, blah, blah, blah. Each yeah. ability has a number. But you could also just click it and then click what you know who you want to hit with it or heal with it or whatever. Right. A lot of those images are the exact same images in Divinity Original Sin too. Ooh. Yeah. Whoops. Like like the potion thing, the potion image. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, some like they scrolled over items and some of the images like that were the same. Like I think he scrolled over like a food item and it, you know how I think Divinity has like an apple or some shit. It's yeah. like the generic, oh, here's food and then it describes what it is. It's like shovelware level, just reskin everything. Yeah, I know. That that's what makes me worried is that Larian isn't making Baldur's Gate three its own thing. They're you yeah. they're just being like, Well, we've done this once. Let's make the same game some differences. Um the one thing that was really cool was there was like I think Thunderwave's a spell and you can actually push people off of stuff. I don't know if Divinity has anything exactly like that. Yeah. They have a lot of like you go through someone and knock them prone, but right. not a lot of like pushing. Yeah. So they're definitely adding stuff. I don't think it's going to be the exact same, but I hope, I don't know why, but for some reason it really bugged me that they're using the same images and stuff that they've already used. Like when yeah. the dude was clicking around, uh, like the, the, the sort of image that identifies where your character's going, it was the same thing as in Divinity. That's weird. That's, that's, I hope that's yeah. more of an alpha yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. Why, that's why I'm not like... I'm still really excited for Baldur's Gate three. I'm whatever whatever happens. I'm still gonna buy it. Uh, right. Like let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> but um, that that would take it away from me because it wouldn't be you know it would be like Larian Studios. Yeah. Like it, it makes me worried that they don't know how to create. Yeah. They created one thing and are now going to use that. Yeah. That formula, those images, that style, all in this Baldur's Gate thing. Which right. isn't how like if wizards don't have spell slots that I might that might be a breaking point for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like especially because I'm such a nerd. But this is, say. this is can we preface this with this is a gameplay mechanics thing like how yeah. the game feels and looks because I feel like I don't want to be like hypocritical and shit all over the people hating on The Last of Us too, but then like have oh this. yeah no I think that's I think that's actually legitimate like. Like, I feel like how a game plays and, like, like whatever story they want to tell, I'm all down for. I'm yeah. not going to hate it. I haven't played Baldur's Gate. So, I haven't played the Baldur's story Gate still or, looks really good. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate 2, but if I didn't like how it connected with those two games, if it connects, like, I'd still enjoy... I think I could still enjoy the game, but, like, right. gameplay mechanics and essentially just reskinning your previous success... Yeah, my problem yeah. isn't with the game in and of itself. It's my pro- my problem's more with the studio and that they're using the same 
It's a reskin of Divinity. And granted, yeah. like like you said, this was Alpha. Yeah. And they very I'm well giving, could yeah. have just been using textures that they had so that they didn't have to create. Yeah, more. I'm giving them yeah. the benefit of the doubt with that, but... It, I, I think that'd be like, um, like Rocksteady basically just taking the Arkham formula and just adding it to a different hero and being like, oh, but it's... Flash now. Yeah, well, like, yeah. It's like that's Flash just not... Flash with a grappling hook. Yeah, it's like, uh, I, I don't like this. Well, no, because there are a few different things in Baldur's Gate, but that, yeah, that point is, like, maybe Flash can run up buildings. He doesn't use a grappling hook, but right. the mechanics yeah. are still the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'd want a bit of a difference. I can under... Like, the formula itself, I know, is going to be similar, and I'm fine with that. They, they, they've shown that they've added a few innovations, like pushing, stuff like that. They've, they're using spells and stuff from D&D. But yeah. my biggest problem is just the reskin of the textures. Well, not exactly, not like the graphics. The yeah. graphics look different. I, that is one hundred percent true. But just like the the, the images they've already created, and yeah. I, I'm hoping that's just because it's alpha. Yeah. Uh, it's once again, this isn't a huge problem that I have with the game. I, as I said before, I'm more. I'm ninety five percent sure I'm going to get that game. Yeah. But that would be a. Like it would be like a sm like a thumb smudge on a windshield, otherwise yeah. perfect. Yeah, I, yeah, I can get what you're saying. And that'll wrap it up for Josh's yearly Baldur's Gate review. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I gotta do one every year. Isn't it's probably gonna come out decently soon? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't well, know what it is. I think about E3. It was just the it was yeah. it was a cinematic. It was a, yeah, trailer. it was a concept trailer. It wasn't even like, hey, this is what is going on in the game. It was like, this is a mind flare. D and D, yeah, you know it'd be beautiful <laughs> if uh, if well, it would be perfect timing. If I know we're gonna we're definitely gonna do more podcasts before in this year. Yeah, um, that's a goal we've set. Yeah, I mean I, it's pretty easy to beat one. Yeah. I know, know one we, a year is pretty easy. If that's we a do low bar, if we do one next week, we're fine. Yeah, but, we've already hit our goal. <laughs> but no, I mean we're we're hopefully going to make it more. Uh, uh, what's the word? Consistent. Consistent. I was. Yeah. I was gonna. Say, I, the only thing in my head was competitive. Competitive. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but um, we got twenty views in climbing. We're competitive guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but it would be beautiful timing if Baldur's Gate came out around a year from now. Yeah. And I like played through it a little bit, and then I could give my, you know, your, update. Because at first it, it was my hype. Yeah. This one was my worries, concerns, still yeah. hyped. And then the next one could be my verdict. Yeah. It's like, I, that reminds me of um, Lawrence Sontag when he was still with Funhouse. Um, they had like a, uh, a Cyberwatch, Cyberpunk update. And they did it like weekly. And he'd always, it was a joke, but it was always like, Cyberpunk has this in the game for the week. That's your Cyberpunk update for the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. that'd be funny if you had like a... Baldur's Gate thing? Yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate update. We, I would absolutely... I don't care how long it takes that game to come out. I would give you that time every single time we did yeah, the podcast. I'll just because I think it'd be great. I'll use it. Oh, uh, do you want to talk about our game first, or do you want to play the game that I had set up first? Let's talk about our game for a quick second, because okay. we're still on D&D. Yeah, so, no, I had... I mean, I've got a D&D game set up. Oh! Yeah. Oh! It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a quiz the masters. Oh! Quiz, I'm not a master. I am. You are. If you talk about spells, I'm fucked. No, it's fine. Yeah, he mostly plays. No, I'm, melee. It's up your alley, Trump. Okay. Yeah. Is it up my alley? Is you're the DM, of course. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. You're but, like the biggest D and D guy I've ever met. Of course, yeah, it's yours. It's a fair point. 
Um, so we're not gonna go, you know, through you know the story or anything of our D and D game, just because that would require yeah. so much context. It would eat up so much time that would I will be say otherwise if, boring. If the podcast kicks off and like, I guess, because right now we're on the Mitchell Elam channel. I know we talked yeah. about changing that name. I definitely want to have its own channel. But I like, don't want to just keep well, like we could channel. we could change the name first and then eventually change the URL. But um. If if it grew enough and like the audience was like niche and if there was like a niche enough audience who like wanted to see that, eventually because I assume D and D is gonna come up decently often, not super often but decently often. Josh could just do like a a little series where he just does like ten minutes of, st- starts right at the beginning where we started and then eventually yeah. catches up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Um. But the big thing is be today. Like, oh, it'd be like two hundred episodes. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a lot. It'd be forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it wouldn't count campaign one because we're in a new world. And that's yeah. True. And then campaign three yeah. will continue in this world. But uh, campaign one, I built as I needed instead of fleshing right. it out beforehand. Right. So I didn't want to keep that world just because it seemed a bit scatterbrained. Yeah. Um. But what I was gonna say is is the big thing is today is our four year anniversary of the D and D game. Yeah. Well, it's your guys' four-year anniversary. Yeah, I came in a bit late. Yeah, yeah. But, You're yeah. close to three, I think. Yeah, I think... Because it was... So you guys are seniors in college now. It was... And I was in college with you guys for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It was, I believe, our second semester in college is when I got started. We had talked about it for a while before that, but I think it was like... We had just came back from winter break, and I started actually... Like, I think I rolled my character at school... Second in our semester. room, yeah. yeah. In your room. We went to your yeah. room. Yeah. Because I remember you guys Dorn. were kind of buttering me up about it, and it was like, I mean, you can play well, you as were, a thing. You were in the option to play for it when we first got started. Yeah. The, the Beatty Boys were who I first asked. Well, my thing was, I had no idea what D&D was. Yeah, the Beatty Boys was a stupid <laughs> uh, thing we did, because we were all in marching band, so yeah. at those places, we had like a designated beatboxer, a wibbity-woo guy, yeah. two people who would, you know, rap off against each other. We had a friend that played the ocarina, just because, yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, we had an ocarina. It was just a stupid uh, nonsense group that we made, but I asked yeah. all those guys first if they wanted to be in it, and then... Uh, some mutual uh, at the time uh, Dan who we didn't know he was just a mute he was a friend of Alan he joined yeah um, and then over time we got some people stopped coming we got you in mm-hmm. and then we got uh, Dakota Orange in after that oh, yeah he gets a full name hey DDoS yeah. him right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just goes to log in on something and that it's just would be, like, dude, where I'm not getting source code. <laughs> dude, that would be awesome. Yeah. If he got, if a bunch of people found he it. That cyber attack. He <laughs> just gets doxxed for no reason. That would be hilarious. Oh, what's his name? No. No, okay. it's fine. Nobody's actually going to know who he is. That's true. We piss off If you want, like if you want, if you want, now. you can right. take this sound bite. I'll say like a different last name. That'd be funny. Orange. <laughs> so if you wanted you could take that put it over orange okay All right. do that yeah take sure. that put it okay. over orange but leave this in yeah. you're just saying orange leave the explanation yeah. every, every time That's he said every shit. time somebody says because Josh has been saying his real last name in yeah. the thing I just have to keep putting that sound bite in yeah yeah just keep putting orange in um, everybody's gonna be like what 
are they related? <laughs> yeah. But, um, here, I'll, should I do another one? Have I, have we said another last name? I don't said think so. orange, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, so this is, for the campaign as a whole, our four-year anniversary, so. And we're actually recording this a bit before our session starts. Yeah, we, we tend to record the, well, tend to, we've only done it twice, but the the trend is that we've recorded before. Yeah, recorded before the session. Yeah. But it's fun. We've had a lot of fun. There's been a lot of good memories. You it's know? a good way to keep everybody together, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people lose their high school friends, but we just kept meeting, you know. Uh, yeah. At first, I think by the time you joined, we were meeting weekly. At first, it was bi-weekly. No, it was bi-weekly until we started. I think it was until we started campaign, too. It was close before that. So you're actually right. Yeah. You were meeting when it was bi-weekly, and then um, we started it weekly. Yeah, that was think... because our, our mom and dad are divorced. Um, and we didn't think people would want to make the drive up to an area where we, uh, where we lived with our dad. And eventually we were like, Hey, this is a lot of fun. We should do this weekly. And everyone was like, okay, I think there was originally some pushback to that idea because they had their own games going. But at this point, most of their games have sort of petered off. They're talking about picking them up and stuff like that. But this game has been going strong for a while. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think there's so many... I think part of what keeps this game going so strong is that there's a lot of people in it. Yeah. So that if somebody's gone, it's not like, ah, shit, well, our four-man team is down one. We right. kind of can't do anything, you know. Yeah. We have, what, eight players at this point? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. At least pretty consistently. Generally, we have anywhere from six to seven people show up. So yeah. There was a time where we had consistent eight, but with this online, not everyone wanted to do online, yeah. so... Well, and I think, um, I think it was really consistent when we were kind of winding down campaign one, because everybody was like, I really want to be here for the end, we want to get all, all this done, and then beginning of campaign two, we were all here a lot, because it was like, oh, this is all new and fresh and all that kind of stuff, but then, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of things got pushed back because of that, mm-hmm. so then life kind of started getting in the way for a lot of people, and then, you know, it kind of became more of an yeah. occasional thing, just due to shit having to happen, you know? Right. Well, let's play your game, Mitch. All right. What I... is it titled? We promise we're not virgins. <laughs> Talking um, about D and D and video games. On I know we're fucking nerds. Um, this is it's not. I don't have a name for it yet, but it's basically tell me why I'm stupid. Oh, okay. Oh, because... that's easy. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought it'd be fun. Your mom dropped you on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, basically, I came up with a character build. Okay. And I want you to poke the holes in it and tell okay. me why it's bad. Are there holes to be poked or like? I this... think so. Okay. Because I was I, this was just straight off the top of my head. I didn't look up anybody else's camp like character. Okay. This is just me having an idea. Because and... I was gonna say this very well could be you luck out and we're like, nah, it works. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it does work out, just analyze it. If it's if okay. it's bad, tell me why it's fucking. So bad. here, no matter what, we're gonna analyze it and then tell them if it's. Let's say yeah. one out of ten. What say, we think build it give is. Give me a review at the end. Okay. We'll, yeah. Okay. So I call this the Avatar build. Okay. Avatar: the Last Airbender came out on Netflix. It was in my mind. All right. Build one if you're using raw. Way of the Four Elements sucks. Seventeen levels of Way of the Four Elements. Okay. <laughs> um, and three levels of Rune Child. Oh, okay. All right. First problem with it is with any problem with multi uh, multi classing with a monk. 
a monk is a class that requires so many good stats. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, you can get by with dexterity and wisdom because, right. one, those both affect your armor, and two, you know, that's your attacks and your um, uh, sort of DC for any, you know, if you want to stun someone or something like that. Yeah. But generally, as a frontline fighter, constitution's also pretty good. Right. Strength, you don't necessarily need. Uh, yeah. You don't really need charisma or intelligence either. Those, all those, it's but nice as to have a sorcerer. Good you would yeah, need, you need charisma. charisma. As a sorcerer, yeah. you would need charisma. You're looking at yeah. four good stats. Three, right. if you want to have, if you if you want to just be more of a glass cannon. If you're okay yeah. with being more of a glass cannon. Well, I figured it'd have to be more of a glass cannon build. My thought process was it does not work in point by. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh or, yeah. Or yeah. it does not work unless you're coming in. Like, a game with that level to where you can use all of your uh, ability score improvements to just pump your stats. In yeah. a game where you, like our game, where you roll stats, yeah, you get lucky. Yeah. It can work. But yeah. in a game where you just use the point buy, where you have to, you have a certain many points that you can use to increase stats. Right. Where they all start out at sort of a basic level. Yeah. It, it definitely, it would... It wouldn't be the best. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I get that. To give you props, as far as like a flavor text thing goes, yeah. it's a great idea. Rune Child, yeah. like I imagine like the arrows and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, be like both back yeah. of the hands and then uh, And the way of the four elements as a flavor, yeah. is it's good. It works. Um, as far as like if, if we wanted to go into like more like a munchkin, I guess, min-max type thing... Way of the Four Elements, uh, the raw. I've seen several re flavor or like redoings of it that yeah. make it better. Um, you use a ton of key points. Yeah, all of your things use a ton of key points and aren't worth the key point cost. Yeah, um, except for Water Whip. Water yeah. Whip is pretty good. Fangs of the Fire Snake, I believe, is what the other one that a lot of people like is called. Um, but the rest of them, they use so much, uh, like a monk only has so many key yeah. and they use a lot of that key to do something that like you maybe use three key for like a second level spell, which doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. So as far as like, if you're looking at, like if you wanted to be an avatar and have like your elements be your shit because yeah. like a raw way of the four elements if i were playing that like if i were playing some of the remastered i'd be more apt to use the four elements right but if i were playing the raw one the four elements would be situational things i'd bust out if i need to yeah most of your combat would you would act as like a way of the open fist where you yeah. are flurry of blowsing and punching yeah um if you wanted to to get that that kind of if you want your looking specifically at raw, no yeah. homebrew, no remastered, um, I would flip it. Okay. I would take minimal levels in monk just so that you can have a good AC even when you're unarmored. Right. Um, but I would take more levels probably in rune child and have your spells be the elemental picks. Yeah. Because if you have that good spell slot, you can. Uh, you can. What am I trying to say? Jesus. You can like use that as yep. as it, you can use the high level spell slots as your elemental attacks, and they will be doing good damage. Yeah, it will be devastating it will instead be, of annoying. It will be your, right. It will be your main attack. The issue with that is we were talking about glass cannon. You're going to be like that a lot more. If you still wanted to be a frontline fighter with that and be confident with that, you would want 
at least um, five levels in Monk to get extra attack. But that's even that's leaving you with five key points. Right. Which is five key points to spend on stepping of step of the wind, flurry of blows, like yeah. all of your key stuff. So it, it that would be most of your attacking is your spells and your elements. Yeah. Whereas if you wanted to be more of the fighter with the elements, your build works. Yeah. But I'm poke I just don't like raw way of the four elements. No, I get it. And my thought process was the reason I went Three for sorcerer mm-hmm. is because a you get the sorcery points right like you can twin cast and all that kind of stuff you get to that point you get second level spells like a lot of the second level spells you're gonna want and my thought process with that was but you only get like one second level spell slot right but my thought was you can get all the stuff from way of the four elements that you're gonna want mm-hmm. like the uh, scorching ray fireball stone skin that kind of thing and then you're going to have the ability to have the more, like, you're going to get mage armor and shield and stuff like that from sorcerer that you're right. going to want. And you can also have a bit more utility with your sorcerer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought... Well, if you're only going three levels, you're having second level spells. Right. But that's why I thought it would be better for utility stuff instead of just... Yeah. Because you're not going to get a lot of attacks out of it in higher levels right. with the second level spell slots. But it's like... You get the utility of all the things you usually wouldn't want. You would have a good yeah. pool. Yeah. But your pool wouldn't be, like, devastating. Right. If you swapped it, you would be a little squishier. I think yeah. sorcerers roll D6s. Yeah. Or do they roll D8s? They roll D6s. So you'd have probably a little bit less health, um, less key to use on your, like, monk flurry of blows. But your, your pool... And honestly, it would be a little smaller because mm-hmm. a 17th level monk has 17 key points. I don't know if you, I don't know if the increase of spell slots going from 17 monk, 3 sorcerer, what your pool is compared to 17 sorcerer, 3 monk. I think it's, yeah. it'd probably be a little less. Yeah, you would be 15 sorcerer, uh, 5 Oh monk. yeah, 15 sorcerer, 5 monk. It would be yeah. a little less as yeah. far as like spending your stuff. You'd run out quicker. Yeah. Monks are also a short rest class. You get all your key back on a short rest, whereas right. your spell slots would replenish on a long rest. Yeah. Um, but your pool would be more devastating. Like, your elemental attacks would be what you would want to do for damage rather than just... You know, I could uh, burning hands this guy. Or I could just punch him. Or I could just punch him four times. <laughs> yeah. And that'd be more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I mean, yeah. Way of the Four Elements, I think they're not they're not bad against, like, hordes. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna take on a dragon and have an easy time as a Four Elements raw monk, but, like, if you're fighting a bunch of orcs, you use Burning Hands, you're probably gonna... You could take out a good group of them. Yeah. Or you drop a fireball. Yeah. Bam. It's like, eh... But you could do fireball. But you could do fireball and burning yeah. hands as fifteen sorcerer as well. Right. And you could upcast it to where even if they were like a swarm that is not just the challenge rating of orcs, if they were a little stronger, you could still be clearing out the board. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's say, say final verdict. Like out of ten. Uh yeah. I think out of ten's too hard. We could do out of five. Same difference. <laughs> Double the number, bro. Yeah. So we'll do out of 10. Um, so let's first... So we've, at this point, 
we've talked about Mitch's build. We've sort of talked about how uh, you especially would rectify and try and make it a bit stronger in Take certain as areas. Take least in four elements as possible. Yeah. Um, so let's give a final verdict out of ten of Mitch's build, and then Mitch, you can also chime in on our build. Okay. It's going to be way less informed. Yeah. Our build, <laughs> also, our build probably won't get a ten. It's hard to... You know, correct yeah. something like that while keeping the core concept. So, yeah. out of 10, what do you give Mitch's build? Uh, I mean, I don't like Way of the Four Elements, and I thought, like, instantly when he said that, I would hate it. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a 6.3. Yeah. <laughs> just, just because, like, flavor text is all there. Yeah. Rune Child works great with Aang's arrows, if you're, that's what you're going for. Uh, Way of the Four Elements, even though... It is widely considered very weak and needed a buff, and Wizards hasn't buffed it. It's all been, like, the fans. Um, yeah. But it's still, like, the flavor in it. Uh, that's why so many people are disappointed by how not strong it is, because everybody loves yeah. Avatar The Last yeah, Airbender. It, yeah, it, and as far as purely flavor goes, without looking at mechanics at all, it's all yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and the Rune Child, I think, adds to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely I'm think give it a six. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five. I'm straight yeah. middle of the road. wasn't as bad as I was expecting when he said <laughs> four elements. Yeah, the flavor text for four elements, I agree, does really bump the number up a lot. If like four elements didn't have that cool flavor text, it might be a bit lower. Yeah. Um. So we're as far as combat goes, it is viable, mm-hmm. although in a pure Munchkin standpoint, which means trying to get the best for your the the biggest bang for your buck it's not the greatest right so i'm gonna say for this first one i will put this one on the middle of the road yeah it is a five okay. it's not a bad one it's not a great one just because four elements isn't that great yeah now what are we gonna do let's rate a uh, rune child uh what is it rune putting, child 15 yeah putting more points in a rune child instead i think the the way that I came at it was, I didn't even really know what Rune Child was when I came up with the idea. You guys were talking about it, speculating on our D and D game, right? And I was just like, "What the fuck is Rune Child? I need to go look that up." And I looked it up, and I was like, "Well, that's fun. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you want to do that?" Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking about it. And I was like, "My play style is usually more upfront, so I would want to go hit things and do other things." And I also like just the idea of monks. I think it's really fun. I think the way you play your monk in our game is really fun. Well, the fun part so. about uh, uh, sorcerers is that if you multi-class in fighter or something else like that, yeah. especially with spells like blur, uh, mirror image, like yeah. those more defensive that make you harder to hit, yeah. you can be an up-and-front fighter. Yeah. So, yeah. what are you going to add a 10? What are you going to give the rune child that. monk build? I would give it probably an 8. Really? Well, um, for on my uneducated thing, right? Looking at the way the sorcerers and rune child works, purely on flavor, I like that in general. And then you get the add the way of the four elements stuff, which I think is a fun flavor. Anyway, yeah, the flavor is very good. Yeah, right. But I think what you guys are saying about how m- monks, it's hard with monks because you need so many good stats, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get those if you go that much in sorcerer. That your monk stuff is going to be pretty much just like. You're going to want Fury of Blows, but it's not going to be very yeah, good. You're essentially going to have to choose, is your Sorcerer stuff better, or is your Monk stuff better? Right. It, it's like... And for that, you'll want to choose Sorcerer, because a lot of the Monk yeah. abilities don't include, like, 
DCs. It's just you get to do uh, other stuff. DCs means, uh, you know, Same with those. Yeah, yeah, something that I have to beat. Right. Yeah. With a D20 roll. Whereas a sorcerer, a lot of their stuff involves me having to try and beat that number. Right. So you'll want that number to be higher for your sorcerer side. Yeah, and I think the the thing with Monk is it's essentially, it's your class side weapon. So it's like, if you're attacking with a hammer, and you have like a war hammer, and you just have a dagger on you, you're never really going to want to use that dagger unless you're unarmed or you're just like, I already have it in my hand, I might as well just go ahead and use it. Right. I feel like that's what you would be with Monk. Because you have so much in sorcery, you're just going to be like, well, if I weigh out the options, it's going to be way better for me to cast a high level spell than it is to... Get, right. get up close and not have that much damage right well you know I, speaking of it like even rating the thing i just talked about i'd probably stick it around the same as a six maybe like mechanically it works better your elemental stuff would be doing more damage but if you're trying to get as close to like the avatar as possible yeah the avatar is more based in the element than his Markings. I mean, the markings yeah. play a role, but even then, the markings enhance the element. Whereas, yeah. like, if you do Rune Child Monk, your the markings are gonna be more prominent than your element. So, yeah. I, like, I feel like it. I I even though in combat it works a little better as far as like flavor text and looking at it from the original inspiration, it does yeah. pull back from that and like yeah. distance itself. A I, little give, bit. I give. So I give. I I give it around the same. I'd say even though it works better mechanically. The fact that the flavor that you were going for is now dissimilar to yeah. where it started, I would bump it down to yeah. six. Yeah, I'm going to put it at a seven. I think um, that you can sort of flavor uh, the sorcerer's abilities to fit that mold of a, a wielder of the elements. Yeah. And additionally, I think it is, with the better spells, it has more potential to be devastating in combat uh with like big spells and though it won't be as good of an upfront fighter mm -hmm. with defensive spells you can you can close that gap a little bit yeah it's not as far behind um like your mage armor and shields are going to give you a little bit of yeah you'll have more uses of stuff like that yeah and still have all the benefits of high ac of a monk right so well i thought in my original build i thought it'd be fun to have a higher level monk getting shield and Mage armor and that kind oh. of thing. Might be able to hear those paws on wood. Yep. We got a little dog in here now. That's the sound of a dog. He might start barking soon. That'd yeah. be fun. Well, it is also pretty close to time to start yeah. getting here. So, I have a couple of more notes. I can just highlight them real quick if you guys want, and then we can go yeah, ahead and wrap want. it up. Sure. Speed, um, speed round. Speed round. Uh, PS5 reveal is June 4th for games only. Real quick. Is what it says? Real yep. quick. How long do you think it is before consoles die out? Never. Uh, yeah, I'm with him. I feel like they're going to go one day. Because my thing is, especially after buying, uh, getting a laptop that is capable of running games that I would want to play on a console. For a long time, I understood a console because I didn't have like a laptop or a PC or anything. But after getting that laptop, for me, buying a... Like, having to keep buying, you know, PS... 3, PS4, PS5, PS100, you know, yeah. whenever they... I think they'll eventually die out because people get tired of, the, of having to keep getting a, like, $600 new console. I doubt it, just simply because to get, like, a quality gaming desktop, 
like one that can run any game. Like our laptops are pretty good, but there are some games that would slow it down. So like to constantly be getting um, a new version of the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever you play, like even though in the long run it's it'll probably equal out to the same, in the short run, saving $600, a lot of people are going to want to just be like, oh, the PS5 is out now, let me buy that, and then have that for six, seven years before the next one comes out, rather than saving up $1,800 to buy like a, ga- a gaming computer that you would never have to buy again. I think it's more so ease of access. And also... Yeah. Consoles are improving. Yeah. Like, eventually, what's the line going to be blurred? As Eventually, what's the line going to be where the only difference is, do you play with a controller or do you play with a mouse and keyboard? You know what I mean? That's yeah. fair. I think... Yeah, originally I thought consoles would die. I, th- I think, and I don't think it's going to happen soon, mm-hmm. I think in the long run, eventually... Uh, consoles or PC are going to win out. Now, the other might still be around, but there's going to be, instead of being this 50-50 split, or, you know, it's probably not exactly 50-50, but a pretty even split, there's going to be more on one side. Either the ease of a console or the... In the long, in the long run, less access. I think it's just ease of access more than anything. We can't do a speed round. No, we're bad. I think. Well, uh, this is an interesting topic. I think this should just yeah. be what we end. Well, on. we can we can probably um, we can talk about this more next week because there's going to be the actual reveal event. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the reveal event. So, so, so like a precursor to what we'll see. Yeah, it's more like a, I had it on here so we could talk about it later. Um, other than that, I had mm-hmm. Witcher hits fifty million copies sold. Oh yeah. Uh, comics. <laughs> Just talk about comics or whatever, and uh, that's pretty much it, though. So, um, hey, that that barking means it's time to go. So, uh, we'll talk to you guys later, probably next week. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit smoother because we had a couple of technical difficulties. But yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you. We'll talk to you next time. And remember, keep your butts dry. Orange. <laughs>